1: I want to talk to you from this subject today. Stop doubting and believe. Will you help me preach today? Are you gonna to help me preach? Just look at somebody. I said, stop doubting and believe. In a world where there is so much skepticism. We continually have to fight against the things that erode our ability to believe. We have to guard our hearts against the corrosion, against anything that would try to cause it to be calloused. And believe you me, there are a lot of things happening. I don't need to announce the news to you, but just watch. Turn on at any given time, and it seems to eat away, and it seems like skepticism is on the move. The fact of the matter is, believing is work. Believing is work. However, though, we have to remember that we were born to believe. Think about it. As a child, you were pre-wired to believe. Some of you believe you were Superman. (laughs) Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Transformers. You believe you were somebody. And you, there was an innocence about believing. In fact, To believe simply means to consider something to be true or worthy of one's trust. Again, to believe is to consider something to be true or worthy of one's trust. Um, the, The word believe was loved by the writer of the book of John, So much so that he used it over 60 times in the gospel. That one word, believed. When we look in chapter number 20 of John's gospel, we'll see that there was a man named Thomas dealing with the issue of believing. Look in John chapter 20, beginning at verse number 19. I'm reading from a New King James version. John chapter 20, beginning at verse number 19. It says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, He showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Skip down to verse number 24. It says, now Thomas called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we've seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them, Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. And he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, You have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Stop doubting and believe. The truth of the matter is a lot of times, uh, particularly in church, we don't like to deal with the word doubt. We don't even like to admit that we have doubts. But doubt is very real. Doubt is very real, and it's an enemy to our faith. When we deal with, when we look at the subject of doubt, we have to understand, it does not run Jesus away. It's amazing to me. When I look, Thomas is a real guy, and he had real doubts, and yet Jesus went specifically to him and met him where he was. I submit to you, if you're sitting in here with doubts, Jesus is here to meet you right where you are through his Holy Spirit, through his word. So the question today is, what do we need to do to stop doubting and believe? I submit to you, that first thing we need to do is to remove the conditions. Remove the conditions. Say that please. Think about it. The disciples had seen Jesus. He walked he just, well, really appeared in a room. Now, first of all, that should shake you up just a little bit. Because it says the doors were shut. And I would imagine that's why he had to say peace. Because if somebody just showed up in the room, that's a bit different. But he showed up in the room in peace. Everybody chill out. Cool. All right. <laughs> Don't do anything. And... uh the disciples were excited and, and so they were excited about it. Thomas wasn't there. But when he, Thomas came back, they shared the news with him and this was his condition. Unless I see, I will not believe. That's the condition he put on. I believe. In order for me to believe, I got to see something. This is the condition. Unless I see. Unless I'm able to use my physical senses, my sensory level, then I will believe. That is the condition for me. If you don't meet that, I'm not going to do it. My question today is what's your condition? What's your condition for believing? What, what have you laid out there as a fleece? Wow. rather than simply believing him. And see, a lot of times we don't even recognize that a fleece many times is just unbelief dressed up. And so we have to understand, wait a minute, wait a minute, I am I putting conditions on my believing? let me let's make it personal what has God said to you and instead of you simply believing what he said about you and what he's saying to you you're going through you got him jumping through all these hoops so to speak and you've put the conditions on it well if 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 I get if, if I get four scholarships then I'll go to that school If if he's tall, dark, and handsome, (laughs) he can't be tall, dark, and ugly now. (laughs) Or he can't be short, bald, and handsome. (laughs) I'm having some struggles. She needs to be fine. What's your conditions? What's your conditions? I'm not going to take that job unless I go in as the boss. But God says that's the company for you. See what I'm talking about? We have these conditions. And Thomas had... Conditions. And what I'm saying to us today, if we want to move from that place of doubt, stop doubting and believe, we've got to remove the conditions. God is trustworthy. God, Again, the very essence of trust is to consider somebody reliable, and God is faithful. God watches over his word to perform it. In fact, I want you to think about it like this. Um, uh, How many in here, let me use, uh, that's my wife there, Pastor D, uh, Dr. D. uh, How many believe that she has the ability to give you $20? You got to get a lot of 20s today. Because I had a lot of people raise their hand. Now, 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 what is it that, that makes you believe that? Have you seen her wallet? <laughs> the truth of the matter is, you simply are believing based upon something con. If you can believe that she can give you $20, how much more should you be able to believe that almighty God can supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus? How dare we limit God? Everybody said take the brakes off of him. Take the conditions off of him. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11 says, now faith is the substance of things and the evidence of things. So why are you trying to see? See, listen, oh, I I need to go on, I need to go on, but listen to me, listen to me. Some of us, some of us, listen, some of us are trying to believe from the wrong place. What am I saying? The the scripture teaches us that belief with the heart, man believes. With the heart, not the head. With the heart, man believes. Your heart can, your head can inform your heart, but you can't believe with your head. With the heart, man believes. And so my question today is, what are we doing in terms of these conditions? Come on, just do this. Say, just move out of my way. Move out of my way. Move move the conditions. Let's move on. How do we stop doubting and believe? Here's the second thing. In addition to removing the conditions, we need to, listen to this, receive the correction. Receive the correction. I work. Let's work it out. Let's look at it. All right, verse 26 says, after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. He said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be Unbelieving, but believing. Look at it in the New International Version, verse number 27. It says in the New International Version that then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach your hand, uh, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Listen to this. Stop doubting and believe. You see that? Stop doubting and believe. Look at it in the New Living Translation. Same verse. Same verse in the New Living Translation. The latter part says, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Believe. Folks, that's correction. Receive correction. Receive the correction. Hear what I'm saying. Sometimes we need a little tweaking. And I want you to understand, correction is not a bad thing. In fact, correction is a sign of love. If you don't correct the child, it's an indication you don't love them. That'll preach right there. So correction is a sign of love, but we have to get to a place where we're willing to receive correction. Jesus went specifically to Thomas and said, Thomas, I'm not going to throw you away. I'm going to meet you where you are because you said Thomas had put the condition out there unless I see I will not believe. So Jesus said, "Come, look, see, see, see the hand. See my, see what they did to me. See how I died. See, you, you know what's going on. You know it's me." Then he said, "Let's make a, let's make a correction. Stop giving yourself permission to doubt. Stop giving yourself permission to not." Exercise faith in me. Stop it. Stop allowing your mind to take you places I never told you to go. Stop talking yourself out of what I promised you. Stop belittling who I've called you to be. Stop putting yourself down. Why are you coming out of agreement with me and into agreement with the thing that you don't want to be? Everybody said make the correction. correction. And we have to receive that correction. Hear, Hear this, hear this, hear this. An indicator of where you are in terms of what you believe is what you say. Whatever is coming out of your mouth is a direct picture of what's in your heart. Scripture teaches us out of the abundance of the heart, the... So if you take an inventory over what you've been saying over the last 30 days, Would we be able to label you a believer or a doubter? Just keep looking straight. It's amazing. On one hand, you know, oh, God, I thank you that you're coming through. I give you praise. I don't know if we're going to make it. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. thank you, Lord, for the job. They're downsizing. Oh, God, I'm the first one. I know I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to be the first one. I'm the first one. That... Where does this come from? So we, we have to take an inventory of what we've been saying, and we have to make the correction. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. This is the thing. Sometimes that correction is not easy because some of us are trained in doubt. We have advanced degrees in doubt. We are professional. We've got certificates in doubt. We are trained to... I'm talking about you... You. Mm, I didn't believe it. I didn't think it was going to happen anyway. I knew... So, so what I'm saying is this. As we receive that correction... You cannot, you cannot believe in your heart and then begin declaring something totally different with your mouth. Thomas said, my Lord and my God, after he got to that place of believing, but he had to get there. He had to receive the correction. Come on, say, I'm teachable. and So I'm going to receive the correction. So I told you, first thing, what we need to do is remove the conditions. Second thing is what? The All right. Now, after Thomas uh, answered, Thomas answered and said, verse number 28, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed, blessed are those who, who have not seen and yet believe. (laughs) It says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Blessed are those who have not seen. And come on, say, that's us. Now, 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 now. So I told you, remove the conditions, receive the correction, and here's the last one, remember the commendation. Remember the commendation. Jesus commended him. He said, bless. The word blessed there means fortunate, to be envied. It means that when you say blessed, it means that The circumstances themselves are lining up with the blessed life. So he said, blessed is that person who believes and yet they've not seen. Go back to my $20 example. How many believe? How many have seen it? So that shows me you have the ability to do it. You have to, come on, say I have the ability to believe. And the thing about it is this. Faith keeps looking until it sees what it was told. Did did you hear me? I said faith will keep on looking until it sees what it was told. What are you saying? What are you saying? They said he was alive. If you believe in, where is he? I'm gonna keep looking till I see him. Mm-hmm. Till I see him. Uh, uh, we we've told this example, but it's a wonderful example. I, years ago, when our son was a little boy, he wanted something called a Spider-Man Web Blaster for Christmas. His little toy, <laughs> and um, and so uh, we had made the commitment to do it. To get it for him, and I think we went at, at the toys some toy department in some store, and it was popular. A lot of people wanted it, and they had run out. And he kept saying, "It's in here." <laughs> and so we looked up and down the aisles. He said, "It's in here." And and we're like, "Son, you know." You're, you know, trying to be a good parent, a good daddy, a good mom. It's really not here. God bless. You know, we're so sorry. We'll make sure that we get you one, but it, it's not going to be today. And so we're talking, and then, we you know, we're still looking up high. Finally, we look around, and he's gone. <laughs> he, he's gone. And we go over to the next aisle. We see these little legs under the sticking out from under the shelf. And then he comes out with dust on him. I got it. I got it because faith keeps looking until it sees what it was told. I wonder what God has said to you that you need to keep looking for. Keep looking. In other words, you get to the place where you remember the commendation. Blessed are those who believe even though they haven't seen a thing. I've not seen it manifest just yet, but I believe it's on the way. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I believe. I don't know when he's going to come through, but I believe. I certainly know that he's able to do it. Now I'm just working on the willing part. Now that I know he's willing and he's able, I've gotten to a place where I believe him. Come on, say, I believe. I believe. I, believe. On, say, I, believe I believe. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe what you said about me. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe what you said about me. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe what you said about me. Some of you right here are letting your past argue you out of what he said about you. Some of you are letting your present argue you out of what he said about you. But you've got to get to a place where I believe that he said this about me and I am that. Now, at the outset, I said that We were pre wired to believe. We were born to believe. But I submit to you from a spiritual standpoint, you have to believe to be born. You have to believe to be born born spiritually, born anew. When we look at this text, verse 30 says, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe. In other words, the whole reason I wrote the book the, the, the reason I'm writing this treatise unto you, the reason I'm giving you this gospel narrative is that you can believe. That's my sole purpose. Because he knows if I can get you to believe, all things are possible. If I can get you to believe, I can get you to a place where you turn on the switch of believing, you'll be amazed at what God's going to do. Well, see, when you're talking about the believing, I've got to believe rightly about Jesus. Now, what am I to believe? Because you just can't believe anything. I've got to have a belief in what? Jesus. It says, I need to believe that Jesus is the Christ. I need to believe that. He's not just the man upstairs. He's gotten just, just another, some, another famous uh, historic, historical figure. He, he, he's not just somebody that, okay, lived a couple of thousand years ago, and he did a good deeds on the earth. But he said, I need to believe that he is the Christ, and he didn't leave it there, the Son of God. I got to believe that. See, folks, what we need to understand about this whole thing that we call resurrection, that we call Easter, is this. That God came in the form of a man to take man out of a sinful condition. And the only way it was going to happen was that God laid down his life. And the third day, he picked it up again. He had to die for our sin. You and I missed the mark. And so I need to believe that he is the Christ. He's the Messiah. He is the one who has been sent by God and he is the son of God. And then it says this, why do I need to believe that? And that believing you may have life in his name. Jesus listen let me let me make this very clear Jesus did not die for you to get a new car he didn't die where he was raised from the dead so you can get you some skinny jeans he didn't. for you to get name brand this and name brand that. Nothing wrong with name brand this and name brand that. But my friend, if we lower what he's done to just that and that only look out. The scripture says if you being a bad father give good gifts to your children, how much more With the heavenly father, give good things to those who ask him. So it's not God trying to withhold from you. He's just saying, if you get me, you got the other stuff. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. I need to have right standing with God before I try to get stuff from God. And in order to get right standing with God, I need to have a relationship with him. And in order to have a relationship with him, I must go through the right channel to get there. And it's called the door. It's called the way. It's called the truth. It's called the life. And his name is Jesus. No other name whereby men may be saved other than the name of Jesus. Scripture says he was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him, and by his stripes you're healed. And he made it available so that you and I could be clothed in something that we did not earn, and it's called righteousness. Yes. He said, I came that you might have this life. And the way you're going to get to this life is through believing. The question today is, You believe?
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770 484 9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.